What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It is me, your boy Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Adam and Matt. Welcome to it, folks. <laughs> episode 9-9. The beauty of having a hockey podcast, folks, is the episode directly before the 100th episode, arguably the biggest episode of a lot of podcast time, uh, you get to do it back-to-back because a very important number in the hockey community happens to be the number 99 as welcome to episode Wayne Gretzky, the great one, the greatest hockey player to ever live. There might be an argument at the end of Connor McDavid's career that he could overshadow him, but as for now, it is, and forever in my mind, will be Wayne Gretzky, Welcome to the Great One episode. Do we have a ripper for you? But first, Adam, Matt, how we doing, gentlemen? Yo, Guys, it is cold. I'll tell you what. Bro. Cold. Mm-hmm. I like it. It is bitter cold here in the uh, the Northeast United States right now. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. I kind of was hoping we would have this thing called fall. That never really happened. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> felt, we felt that the winter is what we did. Yeah, we like went from 70 degrees to 40. There was no gradual downgrade of temperatures. <laughs> yeah, the temperature just fell. Wasn't that isn't that supposed That's to be a thing? isn't that the whole purpose of there being a season called spring and fall is because there happens to be a gradual falling of temperatures when it gets to the winter and a gradual springing of temperatures when it gets to the summer. Isn't that the whole fucking purpose of having these things? You would say. If, if, if we're going to have them, might as well of, just do summer and winter. It's more of the leaves changing and the time changing. That's more fall. I don't know. There's play, some of those play, Philly changing, playoff games, it's changing. like, oh, this is like, you know, like 60 plus degrees, like fall. Some of them, sure. But, I mean, the ones that I went to were hot. <laughs> like uh, they were they were warm i'll tell you what uh but yes welcome to episode number 99 can you believe that we've uh we've done this we've gotten on this very zoom call and hit record and done all this jazz 99 times no <laughs> that is fucking nuts it's like ferris Bueller's mom how do we get here phone call from the principal he's like you know your son's been absent nine times <laughs> eight Seven, six, six. <laughs> straight up ninety nine, man. A lot of hockey talk, dude. And a lot of started, hockey talk. Um, I guess after the bubble, right? Yeah, after the bubble, started yeah. after the bubble, and since then, not only have I gotten to share fantastic memories with my my buddies from college, the ones that you know I learned to uh, enjoy talking sports with and all that stuff back at ninety point three WESS in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. However, yeah. not only that, but in that time span of 99 episodes, we have we have gotten so many people that listen. We have had over 2,073 people hit fucking play on one of our episodes, any of them. It's, it's happened over 2,000 times. And to those people who have hit the play button 2,000 plus times. Insane. We thank you from the deep, dark depths of our heart. We thank you so much for doing that for us. Uh, It really helps us continue to grow what we're doing. It helps us know that we're actually reaching people and people actually kind of like what we're doing. It gives us drive because, you know, there there were times, I'm sure we've all had it, where 
you know, the you wonder how many people are actually listening. You wonder who the fuck really cares. You know, obviously there's the big hockey podcasts out there, the massive ones that are associated with Barstool and TSN and all and Sportsnet and all that. We're like, who gives a damn about three guys from the middle of Pennsylvania who are talking about hockey? Apparently, there is enough of you to give a damn that there are four digits I'm staring at in the listens <laughs> category. So thank you so much for that, obviously. But more importantly, I would say, is the memories we gain along the way. Now, next episode, <laughs> next episode obviously, will be the triple digit one, episode number 100. Yes. And for that one, we will be doing mostly talking about ourselves. I'm not going to lie to you folks. But for Whoa. this episode, <laughs> for this episode, um, we are going to be talking about, A, the great one at the end. We got really cool trivia that Adam put together at the end about the great one. And uh, we're going to deliver you some solid hockey news like we do every single time we get on. So let's get after it, shall we? First, Strap I in. this. I wanted to lead with this because uh, the, obviously this player has been touted as one, is maybe not as good as the great one. Definitely has not been touted as such. But one of the next greatest talents in the NHL, right? And that is the Seattle Kraken's Shane Wright. Now, we've talked about this earlier in early episodes. We were debating what it was that they were doing with Shane Wright because he wasn't getting much ice time. He wasn't really producing out there. Uh, Dave Haxtell wasn't using him in, you know, spots that maybe they, the organization wanted to be used. And it just didn't make any sense for his development. Cause don't, don't forget he lost the 2020 season because he thought the OHL was going to play. And then they didn't. So he's already lost a year in technicalities of his development. So it doesn't really make much sense to start him in the NHL. Well, the Kraken have reassigned him to the AHL affiliate Coachella Valley Firebirds, by the way, sick fucking name. Um, yes. The, the uh, Coachella Coachella Valley Firebirds on a conditioning loan due to him being a uh, healthy scratch for five straight games. Um, he's on that conditioning loan for two weeks. And then there is one game in between that two weeks uh, for the Kraken. That is there's one game against Montreal Canadiens before the um, World Juniors camp begins. Um, so here's my guess as to what it is they're doing. They're going to have him go play in the AHL for this conditioning stint. They're going to have him probably play that game against Montreal. And then they're going to send him uh, off to the world juniors camp where that, uh, takes them, I believe to January, uh, for him, for his return. And then they get to decide what to do with him. Then, uh, here's my question to you guys though, as far as his development is concerned, we'll start there. Do you think this really benefited him or the Seattle Kraken? No. Well, I mean, as far as benefiting the Seattle Kraken, I mean, they, they seem to be, you know, holding up their own in their division. So as far as benefiting them, I mean, it definitely didn't, didn't harm them, like didn't make them be a bad product or a bad team right now. Right. So, um, As far as Shane, I mean, you know, some players need that extra level, need reps, and some players just need to get thrown in the deep end, you know? But then the question is, is he getting those reps? You know, he's not really seeing much ice time. I don't think he's seeing over six minutes a night on average. Right. But it's it's the thought of just putting him there and putting him in that position and watching, having him watch from the bench and having him play NHL games, you know, like getting – push into a deep end rather than just have him get reps in the OHL or AHL or, you know, surprised he can even get in the AHL. You know, he's still so young. Yeah. 
it's a loan. That's the only reason he's able to do it. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. As far as like, you know, you know, development. I mean, you know, different players develop differently. Right. You know? Do you think that's what the organization was going for? They thought that he might be one of those guys that needs to just like just dive right in and see what the fuck happens and then kind of go from there about his development? Because that's not well, a strategy you see a whole lot unless it's like a Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews where these guys are ready to play in the NHL right now, you know? Well, I think it's like you you kind of looked at where they were coming from last year. And the fact that, like, where they were, they were thinking, like, hey, if they're still similar to the same product, like, they'll probably, he'll probably get more reps. But then they got off to a, a pretty, you know, strong start. And, uh, you know, things change. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as development, I mean, again, we don't know what kind of person Shane Wright is or how he develops or how he learns the game. Um but it is a it is a fair assessment. Is like, you know, should he should he be there? And unfortunately, I think they're gonna force that answer to be yes. Right. Uh, and you know that's a good point. Uh, but Adam, what do you think? What do you like? Where do you think they were coming from on this move to start him directly in the NHL? And do you think that you know it, maybe in hindsight it was a mistake? Thinking about it, I almost wonder if there's a a bit of pressure either from Shane Wright's camp or just the public camp to have this guy that was touted as the first overall pick fall into your lap. Um, The pressure there to play him in the NHL because he was touted to be this next generational talent kind of kid. Right. Um, And then at that point they were kind of stuck because the way the junior players work if they're coming out of the uh the, the OHL, QMJHL, WHL. Um the the way the agreements worked out is like Fish alluded to is they're not allowed to play in the AHL at all. It's either you play in the NHL or you go back and play with your your junior club. So they were their hands were kind of tied if he wasn't good enough to play, but they didn't want to send him back to uh, I think he played for the Wheat Kings. Uh, yeah. Or was it the I think so? King the Kingston. I think it was Kingston. Uh, Might be Kingston. Because I don't think the um, Wheat Kings are in the O, right? Uh, I play enough EA NHL, you would think I know. But guess what? I don't. Um, But regardless, they'd have to send them back to juniors, um, which I don't think they they were really keen on doing either. So, yeah, it was K. It was uh Kingston, Kingston. Okay, oh yeah, same color scheme at least. But that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I, it, it's a sucky thing for Shane Wright. Um, because I mean, not for nothing, in the games he's played, he hasn't shown that he's NHL ready. But going to back to the O, where he's overly ready. Like he's too good to be playing there, so you're not going to learn anything there, but just get the games in. It's kind of like well, this kind of is the 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 better of two evils, I guess. To do this, it, it's you know it's a loophole, so you, people are going to have their hands up in the air no matter what they do. So, right, and like I, I feel like the NHL does need to change the agreement because if like 
guys out of college are allowed to play in the AHL. Guys out of um, like Sweden, Finland, Russia, like all, all the European players are allowed to play in the AHL if they're not ready for the NHL. Why can't the junior players do that? I think the reason they did that is because there's also such a plethora of talent in the juniors that they want to keep that talent there. Uh, so that those junior organizations like the uh, QMJHL, the OHL, the WHL, all those organizations like are still filled with talent, you know, that is, a, that is a lot of the Canadian hockey community is those leagues a little bit, but, a little bit lesser. So the NHL teams, obviously the NHL teams are huge to the hockey community in Canada, but a lot of it is about those, those junior teams, you know, like a lot of that is about small town Canadian hockey. Yeah. And they love their junior teams, you know? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, A, what Shane does, because he's going to have, what, two weeks worth, so let's say... It's two weeks of camp and then the World Juniors. So let's say in those two weeks he gets in six games with Coachella Valley. See what he does in those six. If he's still struggling at that level then they might really have to seriously consider sending him to uh back to the uh, for development. Um, yeah. really I think the world juniors while it is going to be a good barometer to see where his skill level is at at like a step down from the AHL, I really don't think it's going to be enough to tilt the scales into saying he's ready to come back to Seattle. Right. Especially like with Fish said with him out of the lineup they seem to be doing pretty damn well for themselves i mean it could give you a gauge though of if he just if he just flat out dominates world juniors like say he's got like fucking like 10 goals multiple assists absolutely dominates it and brings home a championship right if he does all that jazz then you have a barometer where like obviously he is too good for juniors so we have to do something you know so the year he got drafted in 63 games with kingston 32 goals, 62 assists, 94 points. Holy. He is going to eat that league alive if he goes back. Well, because if we remember watching, um, was it Latin? No, it was the year before. It, I think it was the 2020 juniors where it was the Zegris Caulfield uh, American side. Yeah, your captain. Yeah, like like that American side that was just fucking nutty. You know, and then all those guys obviously are NHL talents, except for apparently Cam York. Don't get me started on that whole thing. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. That that aggravates the hell out of me. Fire Chuck Fletcher, please, for the love of God. Uh, anyways, um, but if we, if we, if we kind of like look at the grander scope of things, like statistically as to how Shane Wright's playing right now, uh, seven games played, zero goals, one assist, plus four. Nice. Um, one shot on goal. In seven games played, one shot on goal. Obviously, he's been a healthy scratch for a bunch of the beginning of the season here. It just doesn't make sense to me for his development. I feel like we're just wasting time at this yeah. point when he could be benefiting from just playing hockey, right? Right. No, absolutely. And I think um, Mr. Steve Dangle put it best, not even talking about Shane Wright, but one of Toronto's prospects and uh, Nick Robertson. You don't get better watching the game from the press box. Mm-hmm. And Nick Robertson is by far, I think, an NHL talent right now from all things I've heard and the little bits I've seen. Um, but he's been a healthy scratch, I think, the last two or three games. Right. And that's the main argument. You don't get better 
sitting and watching the game from the press box. You have to play and get those reps in. Mm-hmm. And with Nick, at least Toronto has the option to send him to the AHL. With Seattle, it's we have to either keep him here and stunt his growth by a year or send him back to the O and lose out on a complete option of maybe bringing him in if we see something in this game that's going to fit and make our team better. Right. So that's kind of where it comes from. Not to mention, this decision is also going to affect whether or not he has three years left on his deal or two. Because if he gets sent down before playing his 10th game, his contract slides another year, so he's still stuck in Seattle, for lack of a better way of putting it, for another three years. You know, you say stuck in Seattle, but if Seattle continues the way they're playing right now at a 10-5-3 clip, that might not be the worst thing if they're just oh, yeah, no. keep getting better, you know? That's why I, I preface that by saying, for lack of a better way of putting it, because I don't right. speak words well. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I see on Twitter a lot of people are kind of complaining, uh, at least a lot of Krakens fans. Uh, they're complaining uh, like Dave Haxall's not playing and whatever. This is all his fault, blah, blah, blah. Can you really blame him, though, if he truly feels that he's not a fit for the system and he's not ready to to play NHL minutes? I don't think you can blame the head coach for that one. No? What do you no. uh, If And, I mean, it seems like for all intents and purposes, it's kind of the way it's going. That plus four kind of makes the decision a little difficult for me because obviously he's got to be doing something right if he's not on the ice for a goal a lot. I mean, it helps her. He doesn't play a lot of minutes, but you know, right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I might read a little too much into the plus minus stat, but I feel like there is something there that he can contribute. It's just, they're not giving him the options to do so. Sure. And you know, that, that could be the case, but you know, can I present an interesting comparison. I heard about love it. when he first love got it. drafted. Right. If memory serves, and you boys can tell me better because you were probably watching before I was, or at least heard more than I did, Joe Thornton had a very similar rocky start to his NHL career. With the it was with the Bruins, yeah, um, right after the draft. Uh, touted as a, had something similar. Touted as a bust. The Bruins decided to do what the Bruins do best and trade their futures away. I look at Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton. I.E. And what did Jumbo do but become – probably one of the current era or maybe the, the, the previous eras, one of their best playmaking players the league has seen in a while. It's true. And and also becoming basically the face of a franchise. Yeah. So is there a scenario where Shane Wright becomes jumbo Joe 2.0? See, here's the thing. And this is, this is always kind of confused me about hockey in a way. Nobody initially wants a Joe Thornton, until they have a Joe Thornton. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like nobody, exactly. Everybody wants the prolific go. Everybody wants the Crosbys, the Ovechkins, the McDavid's, everybody, the Gretzky's, episode 99. Yeah. Um, everybody, <laughs> want, everybody wants those guys, right? Nobody is heat-seeking the the Kuznetsovs or the Malkins or the, um, I guess Malkin's not a very good example because he's still a talented The Marners, guy. Mitch Marners. Yeah, the, no, one's touting, no one's touting, you know, the Thorntons, those guys. The ones that will like just, rack up the assists, will actually make plays happen, but probably won't be on the scoring end of those plays as far as the statute is concerned. And nobody wants one for some reason until they have one. And if Shane Wright does become that player, I really think the Seattle Kraken could be nothing but thankful if they have him and Matty Beneers, you know? And here's the thing. His junior career kind of showcases that because 
of those 94 points last season, 62 of them were assists. Yeah. And like, yes, he had 30 goals, but also that is the juniors, you know, like that's a totally different animal. Yeah. If he can just be a great facilitator and like have that, you know, plus four on the ICIs right now has the one assist in seven games. If he can do that at the center position, they, they should be thankful for that. The only problem is, is it feels like they thought they were getting a prolific goal scorer and that just doesn't seem to be how it's panning out right now. Now, could he become that? Probably he's young enough. Who knows? But you know, I'm interested to see how this ends up shaking out and if he just winds up back in the juniors and this was all kind of a, a strange experiment that went awry a little bit in my eyes. But my my bet is he's back in the O by when does the uh, juniors end? Uh, when is the January. Uh, January. So by probably January, he's back in juniors. Yeah. And then the next question is, but we'll obviously get to that when, you know, it's January. Next question is, is do you give him to an OHL team who's a competitor right now? So he plays in the Memorial Cup well, and like actually competes for Memorial Cup. Or do you send him back to a team like Kingston, who right now isn't the most competitive in the O? Well, the way I understand it is he has to go back to Kingston because that's where he got drafted from. Um, but the more likely scenario, from what I've heard listening to the Steve Bangle podcast, um, is Kingston trades him because they, they do the same thing the NHL does. They trade players left and right. The difference being is that they can trade for like players that aren't born yet, those draft picks. So what will probably happen is he'll go to Kingston. Kingston will trade him somewhere to a contender that doesn't want their draft picks in 2042. Right. And he just plays there until Seattle plays him next season. Yeah. And, you know, that could that could definitely be the uh, the outcome. But who knows? We will cross that bridge when we get there. But that's the uh, that's the Shane Wright talk for you. Another young player to discuss, one that was discussed at what seemed at length in the offseason, but then wound up going absolutely nowhere, is the return of Jacob Chikrin uh, to the Arizona Coyotes, uh, making his debut, I believe, last night. Yes, the 21st against the Predators. Uh, he hasn't he hadn't played before that until uh, since March 12th when he sustained an ankle injury and a loss to the Boston Bruins, ended up uh, undergoing uh, surgery in the uh, offseason for his wrist. Didn't need surgery for the ankle injury, but uh, he is back. And now with him being back and you see him starting to play well again, now you have another big name probably during the trade deadline, right? Yes. Um, With the injury, though, and him missing a good chunk of the beginning of the season, right? How do you think this impacts Jacob Chikrin's uh, trade capital? Like, say... His year's kind of off a little bit. He's behind the eight ball, obviously coming back from injury, and it could take him until the middle of December to really get back in the swing of things, depending on how it goes. And say his stats aren't really up to Jacob Chikrin's standards of last year come the trade deadline. Does this hurt his trade capital in A, what the Arizona Coyotes could, could bring back, or B, what a competitor deems to be beneficial for their franchise at the time if they're in the middle of a race? Uh, what do you guys think? How do, how do you think this impacts uh, the the trade capital for Jacob Chickren? That's a good question. Um, you know, it, it all depends what a team would be looking for. Right. I mean, if a team's looking for a skill set that Chickren provides, I think they'd kind of move off. They'd kind of, you know, overlook the fact that he might be off of a rough year come injury. I mean, look at, I mean, this is kind of a bad example, but Taylor Hall, like, <clears throat> you know, they people, but then again, Taylor all won an MVP, so that is correct. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's a little bit different, but it, 
if it's, if a team's looking at him, thinking he's the right piece, like teams will overlook, you know, a good bit to get what they want. Um, as far as moving him, I mean, if they think that's the right move, and they would rather get the pieces from a trade for him rather than him being a piece for the future, um, I don't think. I mean that's also that also has to be like determined like like if Tricken plays like shitty are they still gonna look to trade him yes or no if he plays average are they still gonna look to trade him yes or no and if he plays like great are they gonna trade him yes or no and I feel like those three scenarios all have different answers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, also you know you remember you look back at his stats from when he uh, began in the NHL in 2016 to now. His two outlier years as far as offensive performance are concerned um, are 2020 and 2021. Uh, last year, he wasn't incredible by any means, but also he only played 47 games. You know, he only played about half the year. So I think if a team is looking for, I'm not going to say a project, because I wouldn't call Jacob Turkin a, po- a project. I think he's a good enough talent to be an NHL defenseman, but I don't think he's a first line defenseman in my eyes. I think he could he could be a quality second line uh, defenseman, a good third line defenseman on a competitive team, right? On a contender. Um, there's a lot of interesting outliers to his game. He is historically in the minus in the plus minus category. Um, he doesn't get all that many points. His most points in the season was in 2020, 2021 with 41 points when he kind of like showed up on the scene as like, one of the guys, uh, but also that could be attributed to him playing for Arizona in a way, you know, these, these are things that do kind of take a, uh, an interesting turn of events there. And then also the injury history, right? Not only did he have wrist surgery, also had an ankle injury that didn't require surgery, but ankle injuries are really finicky. You can re-injure those so easily and then need surgery and miss way more time. Uh, Adam, what about you? How do you think this affects his draft capital? Uh, moving towards the you know trade deadline this year, but not his draft capital, his trade capital. My bad. Uh it's hard to say. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of interest in him, but his lack of play, I think, has been a the, the big sticking point onto why teams haven't pulled that trigger yet. Um, they want to see what he can do post surgery um, with a couple games under his belt. But I think what's really hurting the trade capital is Arizona's asking price for him. They're looking for, according to Jeff Merrick, I don't know when this article was actually posted. I was trying to find that before I started using it. Um, But they're asking for two first-round picks plus. And for a player that's just coming back last night, coming off of a surgery, as you mentioned, not, you know, the biggest point getter and not the the best on the plus-minus sheet, that's a lot to ask. Two first-round picks? For somebody that right now is, for lack of a better way of putting it, unproven. Right. I mean, there is a couple teams that would probably try and pull that trigger, but I think the asking price is what's stopping them. Um, One of them being right now Toronto. I mean, Toronto just lost Morgan Riley for three to four weeks, I think. I think he just went on LTIR today. Yeah. Um, So that's a massive hole for Toronto, who is struggling – as of late. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks go, I think. Um, and if 
Arizona's hold steady on that asking price or if they budge. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved prior to the deadline. But the more this is shaking out, it's probably going to be a deadline deal. And I feel like he's going to end up getting Arizona less than what they're asking. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I I do think this injury history thing could be a kind of a a smudge mark on his record right now, but obviously I think if there's a team that's like really competitive and they feel like they're like one or two pieces away, maybe just like one solid defenseman due to injury, stuff like that, like a team like Toronto, say if they, they, you know, kind of, struggle down the stretch with defensemen. We know that there's teams like Ottawa and Toronto who are just begging for defensemen left and right here. They might offer something a bit more than, you know, what you would get in the off season. So I think if you are going to get rid of Jacob Chikrin, it's got to be at the trade deadline. Cause I think that that's just something that needs to happen. You know? So this just in <clears throat> chronically enough, uh, Pierre Lebrun just um, was quoted saying on insider trading, that the re- rationale for the Coyotes asking for two first-rounders plus for Chickering is because Anaheim got a first-rounder, two second-rounders, plus Lindholm, an older player, for Hagel, who fetched two first-rounders because of his low cap hit. Uh, Chickering is young with a bargain cap hit. So that's where the rationale for that asking price is. Um, but I think the injury question and how good he's going to be, I mean, look at Eric Carlson. And what the injury did to him for the first, how long has he been in San Jose? Four years? Three years? Right. And now he's just emerging on the scene as the Eric Carlson of old. Like, I I really don't think they're going to get what they're asking for. I'd be shocked if they do. And it would have to be like a Tampa who doesn't care about their picks. Well, yeah, but also, you know, you, you you talk about Eric Carlson. There are a lot of factors for a team to take in, and I and I struggle to believe that there are going to be a lot of teams that do their due diligence and look at how other players were impacted by these injuries moving forward. But you know, they it, Shane Goshesbeer had some tough injury history before he came yeah. to to Arizona, and so far that seemed to have worked out for Arizona in a way. Shane Goshesbeer has been, I think, their best defenseman. So we'll see how that ends up working out. But Jacob Churkin is back, so you know keep him on your radar as far as uh, you know as far as trade the trade deadline goes. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, some more news here. If you thought that we were done talking about Ryan Reynolds trying to buy the Ottawa Senators, you'd be wrong <laughs> because apparently uh, upcoming this week, according to um, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast with uh, Merrick and uh, Friedman, they will be having talks this week some more about buying the team. And there is another name now attached to purchasing the Ottawa Senators with Ryan Reynolds. And it's another celebrity from Canada. No, it is not the band Rush, but it is The Weeknd. <laughs> the uh, recording artist uh, made made famous with a couple of his hit, of his hit singles uh, in the late 2010s. Uh... Uh, they will be looking to joint purchase the Ottawa Senators. How do you guys feel about this one? Do you feel like this is the Senators and the NHL trying to steer into pop culture a little bit and try to get people a little bit more excited about the NHL now that two pretty famous people, people that everybody kind of know, um, are trying to own? Or do you think that they actually believe that these two owners will actually put together a good hockey franchise? I'd be I'd be interested to see who they make as like their director of pl- player operations, like, or general manager, like Deadpool. It's Deadpool. It's Deadpool. 
It's got to be, right? Guy in a costume. Free guy. Guy on the couch. Guy on the, us. We're, yeah, we're I like, I just, I struggle to believe that they would sell the team to people that aren't, um, you know, that aren't looking for the best for the team. You know, I, I really, yes, you know. And yeah. yeah, the week the weekend and Ryan Reynolds are Canadian. Yes, but that that is that making doesn't a mean very bold assumption savvy. in saying that every Canadian is hockey savvy, which they're not. They're not all of them. Not all of them, I'm sure. A, a good amount, but not all of them. Um, so I, I, obviously it's a bold assumption just because, like, well, they're Canadian. Why not? But <laughs> I I kind of agree with you. I don't think that they would do anything to kind of put the team in a dire situation with owners that aren't very hockey savvy but adam what do you think what do you think they're steering into right now do you think this is a pop culture thing do you think this is a popularity thing i think it's a little bit of both honestly i mean we've seen what they do around um all-star weekend they, they've partnered with um or teams have partnered with i should say and i'd imagine the league has approved all of it like toronto partnered with justin bieber for those hockey jerseys last season um I feel like they partnered with a TikTok star during an All-Star weekend a season or two ago. Like they right. just gave the 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 credentials to their Instagram or something to a TikTok star. Yeah, but giving your credentials uh for your social media to somebody that has clearly had success over social media does feel different. <laughs> yes, no, I I that makes sense. Major <laughs> it's just another example of like they're slowly like opening that door to that popularity pop culture kind of world. And I feel like this move with Ryan Reynolds and the weekend <laughs> owning the Ottawa Senators is just them. Like the, the big bird meme where he, it's like at the door that just flies open and big birds standing in the doorway. Love <laughs> big bird. Like, love big bird. That's what this I feels like. Bird. Yeah. So, well, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't think the league or the uh, people selling the Ottawa centers would put the organization in a situation where they would be more likely to fail. So I'm interested to see, because if the conversations are going forward, clearly they think they have something here. So I'd be interested to see what happens. Um, and it, apparently the conversation isn't ending. So who knows? My hands are in the air. Let's find out what goes on. Ryan Reynolds might be the owner of the Ottawa centers. Who the fuck knows? Give it to me. Give it to me. All of it. I, I thought it. it was a meme. Clearly it is not. Um, you know what else I thought was a meme, but isn't? Uh-oh. Uh, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, to my buddy Tony, who is a, who is a big Devils fan. Tony! Uh, I, will, I will say it. I will say it. I thought that the, uh, the Devils were not for real. I thought that it was a fluke. I thought that they were going to, you know, hit stride and start losing again. Uh, boy, was I fucking wrong. I don't know what's going on. Uh, they've won their 13th straight in a row against the Oilers, tying their franchise record. They could break it, I believe, either tonight or tomorrow. Do they play tonight? I think it's uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow. the day this episode drops, they play the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> at home uh, in, in New Jersey. Uh, okay. But they've tied the franchise record. They could break it against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and the, the, the Devils are 16-3-0. Right, like this is unprecedented winning from the New Jersey Devils. Um, I mean, what guys, what's going on here? Because look, I, I, it's I, I called did say a heater. It is a heater, yes. Yeah. But do you think this heater means that they're for real, or do you think it's just it is what it is? It's a heater. Um, 
I'm interested to see uh, what they look like when they cool off. But then again, when you're on a heater, it's just like, you don't talk about that. Um, it's interesting because, like, you look at their – like, you look at their third-team, like, game win streak, and it is impressive, no doubt. And the way they're doing it is impressive. They're scoring goals. Their goaltender is keeping the puck out and that for the most part. But they're playing, you know, relatively the same team. So it, it started in Detroit, in Detroit, Colorado, Columbus. And then you played the whole, basically the Pacific, Vancouver. You went on the road, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, basically Western Canada. And then you came home, you faced Calgary again. And that, that's impressive, man. Beating a team twice in the span of a week, it, it's not hard. It's not easy to do. But, like, some teams, so, you know, some styles just have, like, kind of, like, a, a better advantage. Like, you see, like, the Visions just have a much bigger advantage. And then you right. see, like, you know, they played Calgary at home. Then they went on, home. They played Calgary at home, Ottawa at home, Arizona. I mean, you know, they kind of let offensive teams run rampant, those kind of teams. And then Mo- they went on the road again, you know, Montreal. Then they beat Toronto. Then they beat Ottawa again. So, they, they you know, again, that, that should be commemorated. Like, you beat a team twice in a week. But it's also it's like you're beating teams that kind of let teams free will. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it's true. A lot of the teams that they beat aren't, uh, you know, in the top of the league in defensive categories or goaltending categories, for example. But it, it really, you really have to say, holy shit, because when they started the year, let us not forget that after their first two games, they were ready, to, the fans were calling for Lindy Ruff's head. They were ready to fire the coach as fast as humanly possible, almost ran him out of fucking New Jersey. However, the team stayed staunch. They look, look, we believe in this guy. We believe in this system. We believe in this organization. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And boy, have they ever winning 13 in a row, uh, getting absolutely astronomical goaltending from Vitek Vanacek, who has started 10 of their 13 straight victories. Um, Vitek Vanacek, a guy that when he went to the Devils, everyone was kind of like, yeah, I get what you're trying to do, but he does not seem like the answer. We were wrong. It is what it is. Um, but if there's one thing we know about goaltending, it can be very hit or miss. It can be very hot and cold. That is how goaltenders are in nature. Trust me. I was one. Um, but having a hot goaltender is better than having a cold one, you know? And as of right now, they have a very hot goaltender. Vitek Vanacek is doing as much as he can to keep them in the winning ways. They are getting goal scoring up and down the lineup. Um, Jesper Bratt is playing out of his goddamn mind. Dawson Mercer is a, is a performer right now. You obviously have Jack Hughes doing Jack Hughes things. They're getting contributions from up and down the lineup, which seems to be what a lot of teams right now are kind of missing is the up and down the lineup contribution to help them win some games. And the New Jersey Devils have found a way to do it. Uh, so, Adam, what about you? What is your opinion here on the Devils run? And do you think they're real or do you think they're not? Definitely impressive. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And we actually talked about the the Lindy Ruff thing last week when you were off in Florida doing God knows what. I don't want to. Right, right. Um, and it, it it's just wild. And I feel like hockey is kind of known for this, where, like, teams will just kind of come out of nowhere for no rhyme or reason and just get really hot really quick. 
I mean, look at the Buffalo Sabres. They they seem to be on that same path, but they're cooling off. Um, cooled off hard. Yeah, Montreal they cool off was real the same hard. way. Yeah. Montreal was the same way in the playoffs. They went really hot in the playoffs, and now all of a sudden you can't find them. Where, where the hell do they go? Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we get to as, you know, Christmas comes around, the trade deadline comes around, what they're looking like at that point. Because looking at that roster that they have set up, I don't understand how they're doing 13 in a row. I mean, the goaltending, I think, is there. Uh, Vitek Vanacek is another example of Washington kind of dropping the ball on the goaltender. Right. So, I think... I don't want to say they're for real just yet. I want to get into December and see where we're at with Jersey before I really kind of put a hard stamp on it. But the fact of the matter is 13 games in a row going for 14 by the time people are listening to this wild. I wish I had a team like that. I could root for you and us both, buddy. You and us both. Um, actually the flyers are on their own heater right now with seven losses in a row. It's called a skid. Um, that's heaters and their skids. Okay, first, first and fucking foremost, this whole season is going to be a skid. Just it's, it's going to be avalanche. a skid mark on the underwear that is the Flyers organization. <laughs> fucking unbelievable! Don't. Maybe. I'm, not gonna, I'm not getting started on this. I'm not getting started on this. Okay. Anyways, I was um, going to try. But the New Jersey Devils right now are yes on a heater. Um, but I think the question goes: Do we think they're for real? I personally. Do not think they're for real. I kind of, I kind of share the sentiment. I'm sorry, Tony. I know you're listening to this. I'm sorry. Oh, no. um, sorry. Look, I share my sentiment with Adam a little bit. You look at this lineup and you go, how exactly? And usually when you do that, when it comes to hockey, right? When you have to ask the question, how? Usually the real face of the team will eventually reveal itself. Now, I'm also not saying that they're a bad team. I think they're a good team. I think they're a quality team. I think they right now are playing at a playoff caliber, which is something that a playoff caliber you can take throughout the season. It doesn't mean you have to win every single game and you have to go on these massive heaters. But if you're a quality team and you're a playoff caliber team, which I think they are, I think they'll be fine down the road. I just think right now, this is unreal, right? I think right now this is unreal, you know? Matt, what about you? Do you think they're real? Do you think they're not real? Do you think this is a sign of them being a quality team? Or do you think this is a fucking fluke, you know? Even if they're not real, I mean, you get this lead. You get this lead already. So even if you fall off, you got this safety cushion. It's like, all right, we might be going through a skid. Like, you might drop, like, you know, five in a row or whatever. And it's like you still have a a safety cushion, you know? So it's that's where I want to see, like, come. January and getting close to halfway through the year, it's like, did they hit that bump in the road and where are they? Right. Adam, what about you? Real, unreal, quality, not quality? What do you think? I'm going to say quality because I don't want to say they're real. I don't want to say they're unreal. Um, Something definitely clicked in this lineup to get them rolling the way they are, which um, is why I'm kind of leaning towards it's real. Like what they're doing is happening but it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up down the stretch. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Another team right now on an absolute fucking heater. And one guy who is probably the only man on this organization I will ever like in the history of the world um, is Patrice Bergeron getting his 1000th point in the Bruins win over the Tampa Bay lightning five, three on Monday night. And also (laughs) the Boston Bruins being 17 and two tying the record for the most wins in the first, um, 
19 games of a season, uh, which also the Bruins held in uh, what year was that? Hold on, I had it, I had it in uh, 1929-1930. So, um, obviously, we thought the Bruins might be going through a dip this year. We were wrong. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is with these teams, man. It's just there's these teams like the Penguins and the Bruins that no matter what, no matter when you think they're going to go through some sort of down period because their cores are getting old or whatever, they just never do. And I don't understand the concept. I don't get it. Uh, but it is what it is. The Bruins right now are an absolute tear. Um, this is a team that I think is for real. That like this is they are the real deal and they will probably dominate the Atlantic division. I just don't see a weak point right now in this lineup. They're getting terrific goaltending. They're getting goal scoring all over the place. Um, <laughs> fucking Patrice Bergeron looks like he's 20 years old again. The perfection line is doing exactly what they're supposed to do and being perfect. It, it's hard to look anywhere else and see where this team isn't real, you know? Uh, but Matt, what about you? What 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 is your opinion on this Bruins run right now? They're like, they're like the Yankees of hockey, man. <laughs> I guess but it's, not, probably... but it's not, it's not a money thing. Cause there's a cap. So like, but, how did, you know, but it's more of like a, it's more of a core thing, you know. It's and and then to bring it back, Krejci. I think that's underappreciated of how big that is. Like, you've been a big part of that core, and the reason they're they're great for, for a long time. And you know, he spent a year in Russia and then came back. And um, that's a big uh. I guess he played in the Czech. I don't think he played. Yeah, in the he, he went back to the Czech Republic. Right. Um. But. It's just kind of a testament. And then you get a look at their decor, like they're just getting McAvoy back. You know, they've been playing mostly with their backup goaltender. And it's like they're just doing it by committee. Which I think is is one of those things, especially in the NHL, where it's like if you can win games by committee, you're sitting solid. Having depth is one of the most important things for a hockey team ever, you know? Um, the hell? <laughs> A little early there, buddy. <laughs> a little early. Hey, boys. The fuck did I miss? <laughs> you wanted to surprise us. This is what happens when my phone isn't with me. Uh, on on the this is why I need to keep my phone with me at all times. Well, I didn't even text you. I get these aggressive. Everybody, we got Max. Thanks, How buddy. How's it going, boys? Take a pitch. Take a yeah. pitch, Max. Uh, yeah. Well, right now we are, uh, you know, surprisingly yet enjoyably joined. By the the one, the only from take a pitch himself, Max Lutzker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, what's good, boys? Oh, I, uh, you know, a little early, but the, you know. the the Devils, the Bruins, so on and so forth. Uh, oh, you mean the, not the good any teams that we not didn't any really teams we follow? You know, no. but uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I guess. Uh, but hey, <laughs> I'm interested to find out: is there specifically a reason why you're here, or is this just more of you want to be a part of it? I'm good to go either way. Well, there's a, a slight reason. I heard it's uh, episode 99 and... Uh, the big nines? Yeah, yeah. Big episode for you boys. Um, that being said, I I mean, I don't I don't want to interrupt what the current topic was, but I do have something for you guys. Uh, it was just the guys. Bruins. I don't want to talk about them anyways. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, oh, all right. Listen, what I they're guess... doing is impressive. <laughs> Bar none. Um, it's... Bar down, if you will. Bar down skis. What they're doing, it's, it's, it's annoying, but impressive. <laughs> um, I actually came up with a design for you boys, Billy and I. Oh. Uh, figured we got a special design for you guys. Oh, live on the podcast? Not that 
damn, Lava. Oh, my God. God. Oh, Dude, you stop. You if stop. someone wants to let me share my screen, I can show you, boys. No. Is, is, that, is, that, a, is that a me thing? I don't know how to fuck to. Okay, so go to participants. Yeah, I don't um, have rights, so I can't do it. there. The yeah, that's right. I got to give you rights, motherfucker. Um, yeah, give me now. rights. As a um, Rangers fan, I want my rights. Would I have to make Wait you a, a host? No, you do not. No. So how does that work then? How do I give you the the right to share a screen, perhaps? Well, there, there should right. be a button in terms of security. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm just gonna make you. I'm just gonna make you the host. Right Man, now. this is a compelling <laughs> part of the podcast, boys. I love this. I will. I will remove. Uh, Either I'm, way, I'm gonna remove. <laughs> Back after the commercial break, folks. Uh, (laughs) I didn't mean to cause this much chaos, by the way. I am stupid and don't know how to uh, work this. Oh, there is a security button. You're right. Hold on. (laughs) I already took care of it, dude. You you threw host my way. I took care of it for you. (laughs) Allow participants to share screen. You should should have the ability to do so. You should disable screen share. There we go. All right, I got it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We are the smartest podcasters <laughs> this side of the Mississippi. Yeah. So nice. how about you boys? Whoa! What is this? What is that action? Obviously, huh? it starts with the uh, on the power play OTPP in a diagonal font, just like uh, an elite team such as the Rangers. Yeah, well, well, I guess I'm not wearing this. Calm it down. And then there's this one. Oh, oh yeah. Number the episode 99. 99. The great one. The greatest one. So that, that should be up in your store soon or in Ooh. the Take It store. I don't know if you guys want to put up on yours. We can put up on ours. But we made that design for you guys and uh, figured to honor episode 99. Yeah, I love it. And the yeah, grind so you nice. guys are go- have gone through. Oh, my God. I love it. Thank you. That's, that's huge and, for us. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's... People are gonna love that one. People are gonna love that one for sure. Um, a couple different colors. Personally, I think it looks best in. I swear to God, if you say blue and red right now, no, it looks real good in blue. I gotta be honest. Shut your mouth. It looks real good in blue. Shut your mouth. Just shut up. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like in pink. In pink, real good in blue right there. In pink, a little bit of teal. Dude, light pink, light pink. Light pink. You gotta have light pink. You know. Look, and this is this anyway, is incredible. I we we appreciate that. Thank you for why wanted to bring our, that on and, uh, and show you guys that. Dude, so, much appreciated, yeah. buddy. Thank you. That's awesome. It's also, so nice reason Max is here. That I I you know we came in a little early, but listen, he's not, uh, not my first time doing that. Kind of, kind of well, especially calm down. He's uh, taking over the trivia hosting privileges for Wayne Gretzky trivia. Oh. Oh, about here, boys. You might, oh, you shit. might have said. He's coming in with the cue cards. God damn, he got cards. What the he got hell? cards. He's that. a full blown game show host. I hey, gotta set um, my game I up. Figured what the if fuck? If, if, this is a big episode. Up? You gotta do it right, boys. Dude, show I'm ha- I'm happy. Podcast. I'm happy that you interrupted the Bruins talk because uh, heaven knows I just don't feel like talking about that franchise. All right. Uh, yeah, I only have I only have two more things to talk about before we get into the trivia, and they're quick. So easy peasy lemon squeezy. Let's keep it going here. Two more things here. Uh, first, first and foremost, <laughs> let's talk about Maddie Bars. Since we have someone from Take a Pitch here, the other guy from Take a Pitch, um, a good good buddy of ours, Billy, uh, he is an Islanders fan. Um, Maddie Bars, right? 19 assists in 19 games. Absolutely on a fucking tear. This guy's probably 
an absolute stud. He's probably leading the league in points, right? No, because uh, he didn't <laughs> score a goal till game 19. Matty Bars- Barzal finally getting on the board with a goal. However, you can't really argue with his production. Obviously, he is helping the offense with all of his assists and everything like that. But just really funny to me that Matthew Barzal took 19 games to score a goal. Uh, what do you guys think, you know, that's attributed to? Do you think it's just um, the scoring is elsewhere in the lineup? He's just not getting the the shots on? Or do you think it's just he he had a bit of the yips in a way? Puck bounces. Puck bounces. Just blaming Always. puck bounces out the gate, huh? Yeah, I'm throwing the puck bounces. That's my answer. That damn puck, just doing all the all the wrong things, all the wrong times, and that's the truth. Uh, what about you, Adam? I really don't know. I don't understand the game of hockey enough to figure out why people don't do the things they're supposed to be doing and what they get paid to do. It's a good thing. It's a good thing we have you on here for your personality. You know, I, I, just, I need to jump in for this. Adam is the person who, in our group chat, will send hockey <laughs> terms. People, hockey terms, doesn't True. understand the game of hockey enough. Oh yeah. No, yeah. listen. I understand the game of hockey. Plenty. Just want to make sure I heard that right. If you could tell me, you know, what Aaron Judge going to the the Toronto Raptors means, listen, I'm all for it. You have to. Here's the thing: is you have to think of Adam. <laughs> you have to think of Adam more of like a um, front office management fan than a fan of of like a team true. specifically. It's true. Does it, I'll tell you what. Does this man love contract talks or what? I mean, he is. He just gets all sorts of bricked up. For terms and contract agreements and Wrong. clauses, you not, know, not no. Yeah, yeah. You say no. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all, bro. I play a lot of franchise mode. That's my least favorite part of franchise mode. He be lying, folks. He's lying right to your face. It's fine. Uh, I mean, but I, I have a tendency to do that. It's fine. But baby. hey, Matt, Matty Barzal, way to get on the board with your first Gino of the year. A uh, lot of assists. <laughs> Good on you. Um, yeah, there's a hockey term for you, big guy. You can uh, put that in your lexicon. You keep a binder of these things. I, I feel like you're uh, someone that keeps a binder of these terms. Older. Uh, you gotta, I got a firm. Confirm or deny. It's definitely handwritten. Handwritten if this thing existed that we are to- totally talking about. Actually, talk- I've seen your handwriting. I don't know how much you'd be able to reference it. <laughs> it wasn't great. It's a, very chicken scratches, Adam. I'm very, <laughs> very uh, chicken scratch. Uh, I'm very uh, computer oriented, if you will. That's hey, uh, you know, it is what it is. We gotta love. I, I can either confirm the den- or deny the a couple of notebooks that have a lot of player stat numbers in them for building players in EA NHL. Don't worry about it. I don't have a problem. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah. So that little second bit uh, that we we're gonna end the episode with news wise. Uh, it was mostly just to talk about the Dallas Stars and kind of like where they stand right now. Definitely good team, 11-5-3. and three. Um, Only thing is, is like the point I wanted to bring up, I was like, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are back. I, I don't know. Like, and then I looked at the stats, and I don't really know if I can back that up. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well, the Stars right now are on a pretty good tear. Good for them. Way to go, Dallas. Happy for you. However, this is episode Jamie 99. What? Knocked out first. Jamie knocked the fuck out the other night. He got absolutely clocked by Manson. Just, just that was dummied. Insane. Um, What's hey, happening? Look, Manson's got fists of steel. I, this I would want to fight the man. The a fight that I want to see happen is Manson go against Revo. That would be like oh a, a fight I would love to see happen. Um, hey, right now though, uh, this is a topic we might as well talk about now that uh, that it's been brought up. And and Max, you can feel free to jump in on this since your team happens to have one of them. There are a lot of heavy-fisted dudes in the league right now. 
more than I think we've seen in a couple of years was since I guess you could say the Euro takeover. Uh, I think we have a lot more dudes nowadays that are ready to just fuck you up. And I think it's done nothing but benefited the league um, because these fights, they're cool to watch, man. These guys got these guys got absolute bricks for fists and they're willing to throw them at any given time. Um, I think this is probably the most, I, I would say, aggressive the league has been in a couple of years. Uh, do you guys share that sentiment or am I just talking on my ass because I'm watching the Flyers who can't score goals, but they can't fight? It's fun watching Nick Deloria fight the tough guys. And it's then fun it to also, watch Zach McEwen buzz all over the place and also fuck some dudes up. And it also, it's a, it, it, you know, it's like a trickle effect down the lineup. Like you get guys who are like, you know, down to fight, but don't look to fight who play with, you know, a little bit bigger ease, you know? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, hey, Max, I mean, you got Revo on the Rangers. What, what's your opinion on the uh, the fighting in the so, league nowadays? So I, I have a theory since you brought it up. Fascinating. Um, also, Uh-oh. because I have Revo, I will say this. It's fucking boring for me because no one wants to fight Revo. That's a good point. That's a good He's point. He's just there taking up space, making making guys play loose, but no one wants to fight him, so it's annoying. Dude, he's a tough son but, of a bitch, though. I wouldn't want to fight him either. No, nobody. Tough son of a bitch. Uh, my theory on this, though, you mentioned it's more aggressive. Because of the pussification of every other sport, what hockey has been and always will be the most aggressive sport. So all those angry motherfucking kids who need to get their shit out will turn to hockey because you can hit the motherfucker. I'm going to argue. You cannot, hey, you're you're actually supposed to, in a way. I'm going to argue right, pro wrestling right. is pretty damn violent, but, you know, it's just me. Pro wrestling is legally, organized violence, though. It's organized. Right, but legally, you can um, knock the motherfucker out. Football, right. you can't go across the middle and hit a guy anymore. It's true. Yeah. Baseball, can't touch I mean, a quarterback. what Astro Cabrera did was one off. Oh, yeah. That was oh, so fucking funny. So oh, my. Funny. I laughed. But you can't try to so catch him hard. No. You, can't you weren't supposed to do that in the first place. It's just well, funny. That <laughs> I mean, and basketball, every, you breathe on the guy wrong, it's it's foul. Yeah. So, so the pussification of every other sport what a great word. has led to a rise in violence in an already aggressive sport because it can, it's allowed. Right. Yeah. I I hear you. Um, also, I think you kind of have a good point there, where uh, a lot of strategy in hockey is playing the body and playing it in a strategic way, where you have to be aggressive because if you don't pinch that guy on the boards. He is already 10 feet past you by the time you've turned around and have tried to make a play on the puck. You have to body the guy. So it, it works really well in Chell. You could ask Billy. Uh, oh, you do. Back up like 80 hits a game each. The more um, aggressive you are in Chell, the better it will go for you, I swear. It's more fun. Unless you're me. Unless, I can't win. Unless you're Adam. Um, Don't play aggressive. By the way, you guys mentioned the, uh, the, the Stars fight. My friend was actually there at oh. that game. She and saw saw like, Manson just she like eight rows off the ice from the Manson fight. Oh Damn. hell yeah! And she became a big Stars fan, so I uh, I sent her a link to uh, the uh, the Man Rocket. The Man hell Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Does she, she understand? She was there for, for Sagan. Does she understand how sexy that man is? Does she truly oh, comprehend? She understands. Don't I was going to say. I she was going to say. And, and even if she didn't, I made sure she did. Because I, I said to her that as a collective, right? We have a list, right? Of There's a list. guys. Oh, yeah. We have a list of guys. Of course. Tyler Sagan is top five of that. At, list. at least. Number one. At least on this top podcast. five. No, not a, not a, not a single wow. one of us on this podcast. Uh, right. But professional so athletes. I explained that to her. 
So um, hell yeah, he is a man rocket. You, you, met, man you rocket. use the term Gino. I, I gotta ask, did you guys talk about how the Penguins warmed up for Malkin's one thousand? Yeah, this game? should be an honorable mention. That was that sick. should be an honorable mention. Yeah, that for those was of you, hilarious. Those of you that haven't seen it, um, you go to Twitter, go to YouTube. It's on there. Uh, the Evgeny Malkin one thousandth game warm up. He's a little weird. He is Russian. All Russians are a little weird. And his warm-up is a little weird. So the entire team decided to do his weird warm-up, which I'm sure for fans that were watching warm-ups, they were probably like, what in the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, because they weren't and at home. <laughs> when they were all laying on their back doing the winged feet, that was that's that's too good. Too good. But that's the yeah, kind of yeah. stuff you love to see about hockey. That's that's no, cool. Brian, as a goalie, let's say you're Chicago's goalie that night. You're watching that. You freak the fuck out. I'm I I my first question when I get off the ice that? it might be because my first question when I get off the ice I'm, I'm finding anyone and being like does anyone have an explanation for what exactly <laughs> just happened Bro, like I before in. before I go out there is do they have some mental health issues that would require me to be afraid for my life right do I like, have to play the game differently are they all on the Russian gas for those of you who don't know what the Russian gas is look it up um like should I be worried for my safety, for my family's safety, for our team, and should I just go home, take the L? Like, I, there's got to be a mental, mental aspect to that one. I don't think it was, but I think there's definitely going to be. Like, if you're on the other side of the ice, warming up and being like, "What exactly is happening over there?" Um, yep. But you know, probably everybody on the the on the other side of the ice knew it was it was uh, Gino's one thousandth game, so they probably figured it was something along those lines. Because damn it, Russians are weird. Um, but it is episode 99. It's the greatest one, the greatest episode we've had so far. We are going to do some trivia now. It is trivia time hosted by none other than Max Lutzker, the man, the myth, the legend, one of the beginners, owners, and stuff. And, uh, what, what are you like a CEO, a CMO? What's your, nah, what's your, nah, what's nah, your bag? I'm the chief operating officer. Okay. The COO of Southside Productions. Yes. The very organization that decided putting a microphone in front of all three of our faces was a good idea. Well, well, I know. Organization that did that I was me. piggybacking off of what college did. See, well, you got to remember though, that's college, baby. We can become just completely unhinged now. They were college, rules back then. College gave us a structure. I just took out took out the rules. <laughs> All structure, no rules, baby. Gotta love it. Uh, but it is That's time the, for on the power play tagline. Yeah, all stru- all structure, no rules. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, that's how I play. <laughs> oh God. We'll oh, that's that good. Sure for you guys. That's going to be a great all one. All right, um, Billy, get yes, on it. Love it you, is. It is time for our 99 trivia. We got the counters over here for points. We have 10 questions, one bonus question, just in case there is a tie. And we don't fucking do ties around here because it's goddamn hockey, not U.S. against Mm -hmm. Wales bullshit going on. If we do a shootout. I was, was gonna that? say if we do have a tie, we have to get together and do a shootout. I don't know how we're gonna do it. Oh, that's fine. I'm just gonna fuck I'm gonna fuck all of you up. It's probably true. You are all toast. It's done. It's, you're done, son. You're gonna um, have to put a soccer net in me for uh, in for me, so I can actually. But here's here's the best bit for you guys. That's probably not gonna happen because intellectually, not all there, not all there. So no. let's find out what we can do here. Max, hit us with question number one. But whoa, whoa! First of all, speaking of structure and chaos, since we were talking about that, 
How are we doing the answering bit here? Is well, it? That's a great is it question. Oh, this is my that. podcast. I'm not. I, I wasn't responsible. We gotta do. Eh. Are we doing we that gotta, again? We gotta go. Eh. Just to make a noise. Oh, just make God. a noise. All right. Yeah. Okay. So just make just make noises, and Max will determine whose noise was either first or the latest. Who knows? <laughs> All I know is this is not going to help my schizophrenic brain. Uh, God, uh, no, it is not. The voices are coming. (laughs) Nightmare, 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 nightmare. (laughs) What did I sign? I I forgot what I signed up for. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. Hey, you put up a Thunderdome, motherfucker. This is all on you. All right. And I'm the host of this podcast. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. What's happening right now? Oh, Adam, we're going everywhere, actually. Here we go. Question, Question number one. Today. Oh, shit. We're going to start it off with a true or false. Ooh. Wayne Gretzky won eight consecutive heart trophies in the 1980s. <laughs> Brian. I'm going to go with true. That is correct. Fuck yeah, baby. We're on the board. All right. Point for Brian. Brian's gone. <laughs> He's left. All right. I'll continue with the true yeah. or false. All right. Oh. True or false. With zero goals scored, Wayne Gretzky would still be the NHL's all-time leading scorer. Uh, Fisher. That is true, yes. Bingo. He did I have, like, a ton of fucking assists. <laughs> Just a metric fuck ton of assists. A metric fuck done. It, I, metric. You, look, I, I'll look up the number right now. It is huge. All right. Question number three. We have it's tied 1 1 between Brian and Matt. I'm not on the board. I'm just here. I didn't expect it. <laughs> How many times did Wayne Gretzky win the Stanley Cup as a player? Oh, God. Eh. Adam. Yep. Now, which teams? Edmonton, that was it. He didn't win one with the Kings. Nope. Who the fucking thought? Kings didn't win the cup until freaking Jonathan Quick and that team came along. And just like, oh, right. I forgot about that bit. Oh, yeah. You get two points for that? Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Hold hold the fucking phone. That was a two parter. (laughs) Yeah, because it was a bonus. Oh, and you just and you just assumed no that the second <laughs> no. part of that question wasn't going to be open to the group. I didn't hear an eh at all. I don't all. know. That's hey, I made the first noise. I made the first noise. I don't know what you're talking about. My answer was the noise. Max is a question. Here we go. Uh, question four. We I are tied at one. Spoken tied at one. You know. well, well, I tried. Yeah, that's right. Tied at one. Check fucking self. How many times was Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. traded in his career? Oh, eh. Brian. Four. Incorrect. Fuck. And three. Matt. Three. Three. Correct. Yeah. Oh no, because he played. He played for the Oilers, the Kings, then the Rangers and the Blues. Right? Was he traded to the Blues? Oh motherfucking god! Damn it! God fucking! Was he traded? How do you let Wayne Gretzky go into free agency? How does that even happen? <laughs> he wanted to. James Dolan. So dumb. All right. Anyways. How many times did Wayne Gretzky score 200 points in a season? Fuck. That's not my noise. Uh, oh. Matt? Um, three. Incorrect. Uh, Brian? I'm going to go five. 
Incorrect. Fuck. Do I just go now? Go ahead, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Go right ahead. Four? Correct. Four. Hey. This motherfucker. Do you have a score update? Because I can't count this high. Okay, cool. Two, two, one. All right. What part of the ice is known as Gretzky's office? Oh, fuck. Matt. Behind the net. Which net? The opposing team's <laughs> net. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That's good. Correct. That's good. That was. Oh, that was funny. Uh, you know, some would call that the trapezoid. Thank you very much. Some would. The there was no trapezoid when he played, though. That's a really good point, actually. Right, right. Only the, only the new school fans would call it that. Yeah, yeah. New. By school. the way, I hated that rule. When it first came out. Still do. Still do. Well, it just, it just tried to prevent Marty Brodeur from doing Marty Brodeur things. And he still did it. So, fucking, who knows? Can you imagine Mike Smith without the trapezoid? Could you imagine Mike Smith being a quality goaltender? I said I can. It. I said I, it. I still fight for it. I said it. Still a quality goaltender. True or false? Any day of the week. Wayne Gretzky has never been in a fight on ice. Eh, false. Brian. Correct. He's been in a fight before. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's on hockeyfights.com. You can look it up. Is that, is that a free plug? Not sponsored. Hockeyfights.com. Sorry, no free plugs. Not a sponsor. Pay us. All right. You got to pay us. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to fight for you. <laughs> what is the most goals he scored in a single season? Eh. Adam. 92. Correct. Jesus. How did you just know that? I'm that good. What the hell is wrong with you? Dear Lord. He's, he's got the notebooks. Yeah, I got the notebooks. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 no notebook looking. No notebook looking. Hey, listen, this, this, this is not the team. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, don't even. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Camera, camera above the chest. Thank you. Can, can we get can we get a score update? Yes, yeah, score update us. What we got? Adam three, Matt three, Brian two. All right. All oh, right. Oh, shit. That, that's Come back, on, baby. Come back, son. questions left. All right. Oh, go. my God. I can win this. I can win this. What team did Wayne Gretzky play his 1,000th game with? Oh, Brian. The Rangers. Incorrect. Fuck. Eh. Matt. The Kings. Correct. Oh, man. I just realized I'm going to have to pick up all these cards from my floor later. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, so to the, so the only podcast. option here is either Matt wins or Adam ties, or I just steal a point out of fucking nowhere. Here we go. That's... I mean, I think this one should be worth two points because who the fuck would know this one? We do. How many funny? goals did Wayne Gretzky score in his final season of Pee Wee Hockey? Pee Wee Hockey. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess. The fuck is wrong? I'm gonna guess 120. <laughs> I'll give you correct two points for that. I don't. I. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 175. Incorrect. Can you give us like a higher or lower scenario? This feels Hammer just like the over. Hammer the over. Damn. Two seventeen. Uh, incorrect. Two twenty. Incorrect. Two thirty four. Incorrect. Two fifty. We higher or lower? Incorrect. And we still hammering the over here? You're still hammering the goddamn over. Seven hundred and fifty nine. And Adam is out. Three fifteen. Incorrect. Fucking Jesus. Three fifty. 
Incorrect. This is the part where I out myself and I said I give Max okay. 383. This is in a I don't season? Remember. The closest guess we've gotten and incorrect. This is in a season? In a yep. Pee Hockey League season. 381. Incorrect. 384. Incorrect. Are we higher or lower? I don't know. for the boys. They're a little question. too high now. Is this a 378? Correct. <laughs> it only took seven tries. <laughs> oh, I wish TikTok were so- would see that one. Yes. Oh, fuck. I didn't. I didn't even win. I just stole a point. Matthew, congratulations on yet again proving to all of our listeners and to us here on the podcast that you know the most out of any of us, especially it's when it comes. To uh, obscure hockey facts and especially the draft, my man knows everything about any draft that has ever occurred in the NHL. I swear to God, I'm going to choose to taint this victory by telling you I had made the questions and I still lost. Yep. <laughs> I made wow. the game show. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Reason I that's right. I've been do. pulling the strings the whole time. How do you think um, Max got here? Icarus flew too close to the sun with his wax wings. Um, either <laughs> either way, folks. God. Holy shit, history buff Brian Big. What? As always. See that coming. Why did I let you. you guys have microphones? Thank you so much, everybody, one and all, for listening to us and consistently uh... listening to us. We started the episode by can just saying thank you to the 2,000 plus of you that have hit play. It's amazing that we, we have that amount of you that like to listen to what we do here. For all of you that react and comment on our reels that Adam does on Instagram, thank you so much. For all of you that support the content we do, follow the pages that we we create and give you content with, thank you, thank you, thank you. We cannot say it enough. As always, though, for those of you that haven't yet followed and seen the great content that Adam puts out on our socials, go ahead and follow on our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at OTPP pod on both. While you're there, go ahead and click that link in the bio and head to our merch store now with some new stuff in there for you. For uh, for that Ooh. Stars fan that Max was talking about, go ahead and get yourself some Man Rocket stuff. It's good looking <laughs> stuff. We got everything you're going to need for the winter months. We got mugs, we got masks, we got sweatshirts, we got sweaters, we got everything well, that's going to help you. Stuff too, I have to get you guys. Oh, damn right. Damn right. Oh, uh, yeah. We got all the stuff that you're going to need. Uh, Adam, go ahead and plug the Twitch. Twitch.tv slash on the power play. We're inching ever so closer to the people's GM coming back with the Seattle Kraken. Our boy Max down here below me. You can't see it, but I can see him. Uh, he's going to be joining the uh, the fray as a prospect. Our boy Bing is going to be a goalie. I'm going to be a goalie. I think Matt wanted to be a forward. Question. Do we have a goalie battle here? Is that what this is? Uh, it probably because I always saw myself as a goalie. I don't know why. I got I got one of two is ways. Because the mask go. covers a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I got the beard too. Like, just listen, boys. I do have a message from those of us at Southside Productions. Oh shit! Um, oh, let me finish. Wait, wait. wait hey, he's still on. plugging the Twitch. Back. Hold on. Let me, let me finish the plug. Hold on. I don't know. He was just going, you know. Uh, what he does. Yeah. Just kind of let him go. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash on the power play. Uh, like I said, follow it, like it. Uh, thank you also for all the people liking the Andre Athens CU reel. I don't understand it, but you guys are all awesome. Two thousand likes. On Andreas Athanasiu doing a crazy move when we've got other plays that you can also like. So go do that. Follow the Instagram and also the Twitch, twitch.tv slash on the power play. All right, Max, say whatever the fuck you were going to say. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> you're fired. Um, <laughs> All right. You're hey. fired. Took 99 episodes. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sure everybody so had the other prime time. Um, 
They probably oh. did. I had the under. I know. I know. Southside Productions has changed a lot over the past ninety nine to one hundred and ten weeks. You guys have been doing this, right? Um, but the consistency you guys have shown, love to see it. You guys are the fucking best. Um, I still don't know why I put microphones in front of you guys. I don't. It's us every day. We have no idea. Damn glad I did. You guys are the best. You guys are killing it. Um, and hopefully, come the new year, we'll be able to to, to help you guys better from the top and uh, produce better content for you guys. So what I'm hearing is, yeah, baby, uh, on the power play, you're not getting paid. No, I'm not asking. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not asking to get paid yet. I'm just asking for us all get together and have fun in person. (laughs) At least. You guys gotta let me know what you guys are doing December seventeenth. Working, because Walmart. Fuck if I know. Is that, is that a weekend? Is that a weekday? What is that? Saturday, where the Rangers are in Philly. All right, I forgot you were talking about this. Are you coming in? Considering, depending on the money. Oh baby. Oh. Worst baby. case scenario. Oh baby. Worst triple. case scenario, the three of you idiots can ship off to Long Island, and we can have some fun. I'm already planning it. That is absolutely the worst case scenario. Thank you for bringing that up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Long Island's a nice place, I'm sure. If you want, if you want good <laughs> beer at a decent price, let me know. Yeah, I can get that right. here. It's called Miller Lite, what's, baby. All right, that's everything. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking <laughs> craft beer. What does what I mean, it diet coke myself right some craft beer? Uh, Max, thank you so much for supporting us, doing what we do here at Southside Productions. Thank you for coming on and helping us do the trivia show. And as always, as we always end the episode, thank you so much for listening. And we out. Woo!